Hello, restaurateurs. Welcome to the Restaurant Engine Podcast, episode number two. It's the show where restaurant owners come to share their story of how they built their business. Whether your restaurant is well established or you're opening a restaurant for the first time, you're in the right place. Today, my guest is Tiffany Lash, owner of Sola Cafe and Red Tractor Pizza in Bozeman, Montana. Tune into the whole interview and you'll hear about Tiffany's lifelong history in the restaurant industry, which started helping at her father's five restaurant businesses. How Tiffany manages a farm-to-table philosophy with local food sourcing and gluten-free options for her loyal fan base. How a kitchen fire led to a new location for her bakery and resulted in Tiffany opening a second restaurant. By the way, this show is brought to you by Restaurant Engine. We help restaurants get a professionally designed website the easy way. Every restaurant we work with gets a fully mobile-friendly website, optimized for search engines, and access to the best customer support in the industry. Upgrade to our plan with online ordering, and you can see up to a 25% increase in sales. Come check us out at restaurantengine.com. Now, let's talk with Tiffany. Welcome to our podcast, Tiffany. Tell us who you are and about your restaurant, Sola Cafe and Red Tractor Pizza. Oh, yep. Hi, I'm Tiffany Lash. I live in Bozeman, Montana, and I have two places, Sola Cafe, which is over on the south side of town, and we are a cafe and farm to scale restaurant with a full bakery and uh, 2,000 square feet. And then we have a second location, which is where we do our production, our bakery production downtown, and in the front half of that 3,000 square foot building is our new business called Red Tractor Pizza. It's um, New York style pizza in a wood-fired 14-foot diameter Barcelona oven, and it's amazing pizza. We also have a big gluten-free and dairy-free offering in that pizza business. Wow, sounds amazing. Um, how did you decide on your restaurant's locations? Um, well, let's see here. I, um, I moved to Bozeman about 11 years ago. I moved here to open up a Borders store. I was a general manager for that store for several years, and I really kept an eye on both just kind of learning about the community and what this town really needed. And I have a background in this business, so kind of really had the itch to get back into it. And I was watching for... Um, just a perfect location, and it really took a long time. I looked for several years, and, and um, there was a new building going up on the south side of the town, which is the side of town that I had recently moved to, and was often dismayed that I had to travel so far, which is relatively speaking, it's Bozeman and everything's really kind of close together, but for me, it was a pretty far you know, drive to just run, grab something, or have a quick bite. And they built a new set of buildings that are right near a bunch of the neighborhoods on the south side, as well as really close to the university and the museum and relatively close to just a lot of the other parts of town as well. So when I saw it going up, I instantly just had this great feeling about it, started checking it out and and kind of dug out my business plan and started making bigger plans because the space that was released was a lot bigger than I originally had had in mind. Um, but that was almost six years ago now. and um, the rest is just in history. It's been, mm-hmm. <laughs> been moving real fast ever since. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you opened Red Tractor Pizza fairly recently, right? Right. Red Tractor Pizza only opened in January, although I took over that building about, um, well, about a year and a half ago. Um, about almost two years ago now, um, Sola had a fire that caused 
quite a bit of damage um, in, in, to the interior. We were forced to be closed for about four months to gut the place and remodel the interior and um, kind of t- totally put in new floors and new wiring and everything. Wow. And in the pro- process, I had been looking for a location for me to move my bakery, which is a big part of our, our, our demands on our kitchen. We just really had outgrown our, our small baking space at Sola. Yeah. So this space came available. It was a place where um, the artisan bread company in town had been baking for years and years, and they really wanted to expand and build a whole new facility. And they left this amazing, gorgeous brick oven that's 14 feet in diameter. It's wood-fired. It's just it was hand built into the building. It's never going anywhere. Um, and it just makes amazing, amazing bread, which we now are able to do for Sola. And then, um, that's what, that's what made me take, take on that building. Um, and my initial impetus was to put a second kind of mini Sola location downtown, which is where this place is, but it really was already in a saturated market and not, not great. Um, for, for what we were trying to do, we just didn't have all the, the entire kitchen facility to be able to offer our full menu and people would come in and it was pretty much me explaining why it wasn't the same all the time. And, um, uh-huh. that wasn't really working for me. So, um, I knew I needed to do something and I kept kind of scratching my head and every time I'd turn around there would be that oven. And finally it was pretty obvious that, um, we needed to, Put pizza. <laughs> put out pizza. We were already doing a little bit of pizza for the high schoolers that are close by, and they loved it. Um, so we started going in that direction, and right about that same time, we were about to bring somebody into our solo team named Adam Pachione, who had a burning desire to open a pizza place. He's been in pizza his, pretty much his whole adult life, uh-huh. and um, with a dream of opening his own pizzeria. Um, he brought the New York style pizza expertise to the table. And so he joined our team and is now a partner in Red Tractor Pizza and really just brought it to the next level. And so we use his New York sensibility for pizza. His values and my values are totally aligned with um, farm to table and sustainability and using, you know, the closest least the most closely sourced ingredients we can yeah. um, and really taking the the, um, the the toppings and what you're getting on top <laughs> to the next level of, of quality that, that um, we, we felt Bozeman would have a taste for and it um, has turned out it they do. Yeah. That's been really fun. Wow, that's great to find someone that you, um, you know, have those same values with in, in this industry. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been really wonderful. I mean, we have we we have a team of people over at Sola who certainly share those values, and, and are, it's been time and again what really makes me know that we're you know just confirms what we're doing is that our customers you know that's what they want too. That's what their um you know the core of our customers are choosing to come to Sola because it's out of our commitment to that kind of quality and and you know bringing the taste and the ethics together yeah definitely so um so that's kind of how you came up with the red tractor concept um and as far as sola cafe's menu um how did you decide um on the type of food that you were going to be offering there at your original location well um sola was born out of my my original place that i had in the um early 90s was in santa barbara california and i had um coffee place that had some baked goods and it was just a teeny bit of food. It was not, not, I wouldn't call it a restaurant at all. It was more of a cafe with music and kind of a fun little gathering place. 
And my second child was born. I, I sold that place with um, their dad and I had it and we, and we sold it. And the minute it was gone, I was like, oh no, what did I do? It was just <laughs> such a one place, um, fulfilling, um, you know, community gathering place. And everything that I've done, well, really prior to and after that was, has always been around bringing people together. Yeah. And in the interim, I, I have had personally done a lot of studying and, um, reading regarding just, you know, and become much more aware of issues regarding our, our food systems and how, um, you know, what we're doing to our, both to our earth and to our bodies with some of the things that are getting done in the food systems. We're not, just didn't dive and very much aligned with my values. Um, wanted to have, you know, I couldn't very well open a business that was not, um, adhering to those values. So, and that's, um, it's always been a challenge because it's harder. It's a harder business to run when you, you do it that way. It's certainly the profit margins are a lot tighter and it's, it is no walk in the park. It is, we have a big challenge every day to make sure that that lines up and that customers don't get, you know, I mean, they don't realize the, um, the ripple effect of that kind of costing into their lives. But at the same time, you know, you get what you pay for and you either pay for it on the front end with good food and healthier bodies, or you pay for it on the back end with higher medical bills. And we, yeah. we like you to go to the first round. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, and what was the name of the place in Santa Barbara? It was called the green dragon. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I'm actually from Santa Barbara. And Are you I really basically... doing this? Do you know the green dragon? Oh yeah. Are you, are you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I basically grew up at the Green Dragon. <laughs> so, Are you kidding me? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I remember the very first time we went there, like it was yesterday. Um, I was a teenager, and um, that's just really, really cool. Never would have thought. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was sad to see it go, that's for sure. So I'm glad you It was s- really sad. We sold it and then the lady who sold it she kinda of just didn't quite do with it what she could have and some crazy stuff happened and it was really sad. I still get sad when I go back in and see. Although now it's um, it's a yoga um, meditation studio, I, I understand. Yeah, I think it is kind of like a Buddhist yoga sort of place. And so so they've kind of brought it back around the area a little bit. For a while, I think it was offices, and, and now it's now it's that. So, um, well, anyways, can, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, so I, I read, you know, on your site, like you're saying, you've spent most of your life as an entrepreneur creating places like the Green Dragon and Solo Cafe um, and Red Tractor for communities to gather. Um, is the restaurant business something that you've always known you wanted to be involved in? Well, I grew up in it. Um, my dad had five restaurants in, in Indianapolis, and I think I was working in them before I could see over the tables. Um, and then once I really could see over the tables, I was, you know, like 10, I started actually working at, you know, on the schedule and being the best girl and bringing out drinks to people. And so so I pretty much, I didn't actually think that's what I wanted to do, but it turns out, and I think that a lot of people who end up in this business would would, um, reiterate this, that it's in your blood, you know, and there's something about harsh, I'm sure the food is part of it. It's the hospitality, the service, being in the service world. Um, I'm most comfortable being the hostess. You know, I love to make sure everybody's having a good time. And and to me, it's energizing and very satisfying. And I believe that it's, Having, you know, having a place where people gather, I always go back to this, it's, it's, I mean, I can sit back and just totally just 
it brings tears to my eyes to watch people enjoying themselves and being together. And I know they're having important discussions and, you know, who knows that what kind of depth they're going into. And maybe it's kind of, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a labor of love. Yeah. Put it that way. yeah. You're providing the environment and, and the ambiance. That's great. Um, so now I also read that you decided originally to put a focus on gluten-free choices with Sola's opening because of your mom and your sister's sensitivities. Um, tell yeah. me more about how that personal and business decision came about and if you encountered any challenges starting out like that. Um, well, when we first started out, it was a um, smaller percentage of our offering, but we pretty much from the get-go made it an option for people to be able to have a safe gluten-free sandwich. We had a you know a system for not cross-contaminating and had some good bread. And, and then we just kind of expanded on that into our baked goods area, which really as time has gone on, it has become really, really popular. Um, we developed our own little um, blend of flour and lots of recipes that are work really well with um, that flour blend. And so we have, you know, some amazing treats that some people like better than our than our traditional ones. Um, and as far as I think just my mom struggled so much when she was first diagnosed with the um Thing that she has that makes us so she, gluten that just makes her really really sick. Not mm-hmm. celiac, but it's something similar. Can't, I always I forget the name of it. So name. anyway, um, she um, suffered and as, as far as choices, and it was kind of no fun for her. So I thought, well, a lot of other people probably have that, and so that was my motivation. And it turns out that was um, you know I didn't have any idea at the time that the gluten free awareness of I, I would say awareness and um, people tuning into their bellies a little more. Um, I think that really, really made gluten-free much more mainstream. Yeah. And we, because we already had a focus on it, we, we really had a, a place in, you know, people know, know us and trust us for that in the community, which once again, for Red Tractor was part of the impetus to open um, and extend Red Tractor into gluten-free. We have a huge gluten-free following there because we, we have a separate, you know, dedicated line of ingredients that people that don't cross contaminate or crust we make in house. And so people know that we're doing, doing something that they're going to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, pizza is definitely one of those things that, um, you know, needs perfecting in the gluten-free world. And it sounds like, sounds like you're doing just that. So that's, that's terrific. Um, and you also offer nut free pesto and your dough is soy free and, and vegan as well. Our our pesto is dairy free. It's not nut free. Okay. Dairy-free. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's vegan. So we can. So a lot of people who are vegan can you know can eat a good sandwich or have a nice um tofu scramble or you know things that are along that you know, that nature. Yeah. Great. Great. Um. And so, are there any other factors that you know led you to? Um, decide to open up Red Tractor in terms of the success that you had with Sola, um, things that you thought you could you could transition over in terms of business uh, knowledge? Well, I think part of it is, and I think this is part of the affliction of the entrepreneur, is that I'm always, I always have other ideas, you know, and I always see, I see the connection with, oh, oh this, they like this, that means they, they would like this, and and I think the the biggest distinction, I'm not sure this is exactly answering your question, but the biggest distinction that I felt I needed to make was a distinction between 
the two brands so people could have, okay, that's pizza. They would know what to expect when they walked in the door. And that's, you know, something that I think, um, you know, people like good quality. People who, I know myself, I pretty much had stopped eating pizza because I didn't feel good afterwards because I was like, what the heck the heck are these people putting on this stuff? So now yeah. I think we have a clientele who, you know, people who want to know what they're eating and they're, um, they're happy yeah. about it. So I, I feel like that's the, the part of the business. It's kind of motivated by, okay, well, people want this and I live in a town where, um, you know, it's growing and there's a lot, the population's expanding and there's more and more people who are committed to their to their health and it's a very active community. So it's just kind of a good, good lineup yeah. um, between those, all those, um, you know, lifestyle choices. Right, right. And so when you um, decided to open up Red Tractor, what were some of the first steps that you took? Were they different from some of the steps you took with Sola in the beginning? Well, it was kind of unconventional opening Red Tractor. And the reason was because I had signed up for that building, which is where the bakery, where, like I said, where we do our production for the bakery. And I had originally opened it, called, calling it under the Sola name, Sola Cresta. Um, and so Red Tractor was mostly born out of creative necessity. I, I was, you know, I was in a bunch of overhead that I wasn't, the cash wasn't flowing in the way it needed to in that particular building. I thought that the front would cover the additional overhead that I, I had packed on to Sola and I had really put a lot of pressure on the, um, the restaurant to kind of make up for that. And it just was putting too much of a drag on it. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, let's figure this out. So that's what, that's what really started it. And what was really cool was my dad and I talk about this all the time. He's, he's, remember, he's the restaurateur. Yeah. And so he's my number one consultant. Um, and he is, um, he loved the pizza idea at the minute it was started germinating. And so he flew out and spent two weeks here in Bozeman. He's really, really handy. He can build, build and take apart and rebuild anything. Awesome. And we basically told, uh, two-week restaurant impossible. We closed the day after high school, let out, and um, tore the whole front apart, reorganized it, basically tore apart a bunch of the fixtures and rebuilt things, and we didn't buy any new fixtures. We just reoriented them, and um, now, since then, we've bought some, we had to buy some bigger line fridges and stuff because of the volume of what we were doing, but yeah. anyway, and uh, anyway, so we ended up doing the um, the entire place in a couple of weeks. So it was not, it was totally different than solo where, you know, I hired an architect and we did a, you know, a whole, the building was nothing but studs. So we designed it from the ground up. This yeah. one was, it was already in a kind of industrial looking place. And we, we had done some, some of the work already, but anyway, so it was, it was kind of a, it was a fun, um, quick turnaround and people would come in after that Christmas holiday vacation and go, what happened? It's <laughs> so, <laughs> great. So when we did, I put most of my energy for that into the branding. We, we printed 25,000 stickers and the MSU marketing club um, took it on to get them out into the, into the MSU student body and or all around the community. And they walked up and down main street and got them into the businesses. And we um, d- did a massive Facebook um, I don't know, all of us just really just focused on our social media and it, it really became, um, you know, top of mind people's, people's awareness pretty quickly. And that, I think that, that really helps build it. You know, we got a nice running start on it. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. And so, um, in terms of that type of marketing, um, 
what other marketing do you do for the two different restaurants and do you do you have sort of different um t- tactics for each one just because of the location or the menu um but, uh, there's quite a bit of crossover but i found with a tractor we did we did some tv for the first time and that was really successful we did a what they had this little coupon kind of like a Groupon type thing, but, uh, you know, local, um, on one of the TV stations. And that was extremely successful. Um, I never realized I don't watch TV. So I'm kind of, uh-huh. I've always been considering myself that I'm kind of a marketing person. I was kind of tuned out to that whole segment of reaching out to people, which was, was kind of stupid, but it, um, it was an eye opener for me. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of print. We do, we do, um, we mostly for Sola, we do, a teeny bit of print and most of my money goes into um, sponsorship and, you know, community events and getting our name out there by being good partners in our community with lots of nonprofits and whatnot. And that, yeah. that is really great because so many of those people use Ola as a meeting place and it just feels like it's going full circle. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, I, that brings me to my next question, which is that um, I read that each sale at both these restaurants includes a donation to the charity of a customer's choice. Yes. Well, at Sola, it is, we have a um, cup program and that's a program that's called 10 cents to charity for every time they use a reusable mug. And that is actually the customer doesn't choose that. They have uh, organizations apply to that. And, um, I think I have to go look at the math. It's been a couple of months since I figured it out, but we were at like $16,000 that wow. we donated through that program since we uh-huh. opened for uh-huh. so far. And at Red Tractor, we um, started out with customers choosing, but customers were not choosing very much, so it was getting kind of sad. So we decided we were going to just go ahead and choose them ourselves and, uh-huh. and then just have it be this is charity. So that's what we started doing. So actually, that you are reminding me I need to change that on the website because that's just okay. recently that's the last time to change. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's the hardest part of keeping up with, you know, you change something, you're like, oh, God. I have this written in 25 different places. I better go through my entire list and change it. Right, right. Well, that's, Everywhere. that's good. And, you know, it's it's good to simplify things as you go. Um, uh, I notice you also feature local art and artists, uh, culinary courses, and music regularly at SOLA. Um, mm-hmm. how, how has having such an active events calendar helped your business? Um, well, we, um, once again, we're kind of a gathering place. We have lots of different parts of the, we have a really kind of cool different like layout in the restaurant so we can have an event going on in one part without um, totally taking over the entire restaurant because we have different kind of, it's not like rooms, but we have a mezzanine, we have a patio and we have a little alcove where big groups can gather. So um, we we just love it. We have Sunday morning jazz very frequently and um, we just started having um, a woman named Claudia, Claudia Provat. She has um, a company called Claudia's Mesa, and she has taken on all of our cultural events. So she brings a, she's she's from Colombia, and she brings um, a real cool, um, fun perspective, and brings lots of fun music in, and and then teaches people how to cook, and you know, and does. And we also have a wine tasting, and a sommelier who comes in and does tastings, and the guy from one of the breweries comes. And, beer tasting so it's just it's mostly just to make more fun happen at Zola I mean we're it's kind of I think actually it's pretty selfish because I love I just love having those kind of events and I love yeah. um, it's the only way I'm going to go to them is to have them just, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to do it um, <laughs> yeah and you have some events and for kids as well it sounds like 
Um, we actually at Red Tractor we do we do kids events. We do birthday parties where kids can come in and make their own pizzas. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, like kind of each each gets to make their own little pizza and then eat their own little pizza and make a big mess and eat it. Yeah. Um, and that's really fun. And other kids events. at Solo. we have a kids play area. So that might be what you're okay, right? So kids come in and it's kind of yeah, right, right in in a little alcove where parents can make sure the kids don't run off and they can actually have a conversation while their kids are playing. Well, that's great. So there's definitely something for everyone when they come to either of your your restaurants. Um, Now, in terms of managing your menu, um, what are some of your strategies in terms of making changes to your? to your menu um, in terms of like how often you change it, um, how you feature changes to your customers, that sort of thing. Well, we have a couple, couple things. And one of the things is through restaurant engine, we post through, we post to our website every day. Um, And so our menu technically changes every day because we have three special plus three soups every single day at at Sola. And then we do um, at least one or two special pies over at Red Tractor Pizza. Um, And and those we have a setup. So there's a recipe in our if this then that file that feeds from our WordPress restaurant engine site into the Facebook and Twitter posts. So that's how we kind of get the word out there. Um, and how we decide to do it, everything that's on our specials is driven by seasonal um, availability and what's, you know, what's happening in both with the seasons and the weather, you know, we'll, we'll very much orient our um, specials to, you know, we look at the weather and say, okay, it's going to be a cold couple of days and we'll try to get it to be a little more you know, comfort food versus, yeah. you know, fresh wraps and salads on the hotter days. And that's a little, that's harder to do in Bozeman, Montana than it is other places because it does really, I mean, yesterday, a couple of days ago it was 80 and now we're, we're all wearing our coats again. It's freezing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Um, Cause that's, that's kind of how <laughs> it is in Santa Barbara as well. You know, it's, it's cold yeah. for a couple of days and then it's super, you know, warm or sunny. And um, so that's interesting. Um, so what would you say um, are one of the two changes or decisions you've made about your restaurants that have made the biggest difference in sales for you over over the years? Interesting question. Um, it's, it's, I don't think that that's a, a big overarching answer because it gets incremental. Um, yeah. I just... Tuning into what the customers are buying, what they're wanting, what they, what makes them get excited—that has been the most important aspect of just being, you know, having a, a, a malleable enough menu to respond to those changes. People changing palates, like you know, Bozeman is a little bit off the beaten path. It, we're not on the coast, so you know, people weren't eating kale here until a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? I mean, not that they would never had heard of it, but it wasn't on the menu, you know. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I, you know, I have a lot of ties to in California. Um, I spent 15 years of my life there and my sister's still out in Sonoma and my dad's in, in the Monterey Bay area um, with his wife Kate. And so I, um, I get to go out to California and I get a lot of inspiration going to the farmer's markets and the farm to table restaurants out there. And mm-hmm. I tend to spend, when I go out to eat, it's usually when I'm traveling. I actually, of course, cause I'm working all the time when I'm here, I don't really go out to eat here, but I also want to make sure I'm bringing back fresh perspectives, not something, I don't want to redo anything that's already getting done into town. So if something's on my menu that's similar to somebody else, it's by accident only, not because, um, you know, I just don't like that. Um, so that's kind of, I kind of answered your question. Yeah, there. yeah, definitely. Yeah, anyway. um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, paying attention to your customers and, and, and being flexible with, 
your menu. I mean, that's all, that's all really great stuff. Um, yeah. It, that's, I guess the last piece on that is it's what the, the challenge is, especially when you have a regular clientele like we do, that's, um, that gets, they get their heart set on their favorite thing. And then, you know, you, I mean, you can't keep adding without taking away. That's just not, you can't do that. Right. So, um, so our challenge is to make sure that we, we change our menu slowly enough where we, people aren't totally shocked when it's totally, it's, it's never ever totally different. We'll just add, we'll add one thing and take something away. And so that it's not like, they have to figure out the whole menu every time, you know, if we can make a change. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, keep them in tune with that. Um, and so in addition to your travels and, um, going to different farmers markets, are there any other ways that you choose to keep informed, um, about the industry either online or through trade publications, uh, in terms of managing your restaurants? Um, I do a lot of reading. I don't read restaurant-specific stuff as much as I read business-specific stuff and management and leadership. Um, I read a lot of social, um, you know, like more of the ethical elements of food, and, I, and that's that's compelling to me. And I once in a while I'll watch something, you know, and I don't watch too much. I, don't, I never watch the Food Network. I don't want – I just – I like to – it's partially probably because I'm just immersed in it, but also because I want – I'm a I'm a creative person, and it's it's kind of just I want it to feel like it's at least mostly my idea. Yeah, <laughs> I come up with an idea. Yeah. So the creative part of it is mostly just kind of cobbling together, you know, discussions and inspirations and flavors and and whatnot. And I'm I'm there's no doubt I'm influenced by you know just something I taste and go ooh that would be good with such and such. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah. I do, I read a great magazine called Imbibe. I think it's a fabulous drinks magazine for espresso and, and the kind of the mixology culture, which, um, and the, the mixology part's not currently relevant for solo, but, but, um, just, you know, beer in mind and just being aware of what people are thinking about in those realms. Yeah. What's on um, their, their yeah. palate. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing it your whole life, so you're definitely going to have a different perspective on, you know, where you get your, your new information. So that's, that's really great. Thanks for sharing those. Um, and in terms of your social media, I know you're very active with both restaurants on social media. Do you have any, um, opinion on which social media networks you feel work best for you? Oh, that's really hard. It's a, it is, that is the, I think for a business owner, one of the biggest challenges is you know, I mean, I per- I don't use social media personally as much as a lot of my people who I'm trying to talk to do because of my lifestyle, and it's just not where I get to spend my time. But yeah. yet, I have to be aware enough of it to to use it intelligently, and it's it definitely a steep learning curve for me. It was. I mean, I feel like at least I'm, by the time I have it all figured out, I'm sure something's going to change, though. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, I mean, for us and for our clientele, um, it's definitely Facebook and Twitter. Um, but we, and we're, like I said, we're off the beaten path. We have Foursquare. We, we, um, um, are, we're getting much more, um, involved in posting to Instagram and we're actually about to launch a big Instagram contest and start using Instagram to drive, um, people, you know, interacting inside the restaurants to, to, um, you know, get people engaged with their food and, you know, everybody likes to take pictures of their food. So I suppose yeah. we should probably, since we have really pretty food, we should probably participate in that too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, that's a great medium for you for sure. Um, yeah. that's great that you're, you know, you're, you have a social, a plan that you're going to be enacting and, and, uh, you know, instead of just posting randomly, 
to to really plan. Yeah, that. it's interesting. It's I've, I've we've gone through a couple different um, kind of we've we've had an outside person who helped us do that, and and she did a great job. And then it felt like we weren't being as responsive to what was exactly happening in the moment in the restaurant. So now we we you know we made a lot more people who work inside our restaurants admins on the on the sites so they can do things themselves and we can just be, you know, so say we get a gorgeous um, tray of cupcakes or some tarts and we're like, oh my gosh, we got to take a picture of this. So we're, we're starting to get it so that, you know, they're not allowed to use their phones when they're working except for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's a good policy. Um, Great. Well, you know, I've just really appreciated you coming on today. Um, And the last question I have is um, for our listeners, where can they find your restaurants online and, and how can they reach out to you if they have any questions? Um, well, I, if all roads on the contact pages at bosolacafe.com and redtractorpizza.com. All the emails come to me. Um, and so that's the easiest way. And it's also the way I can do it in the middle of the night when I have time to do email. <laughs> okay. um, and that's probably the, just definitely the best way. And I'm happy to, I love um, talking about, you know, this business and business, business in general and love. I'm a, kind of a, um, business plan writer by just, but in my, in my sleep, I just think of, you know, new perspectives and I love to kind of troubleshoot with other people about what's going on in there. So welcome the opportunity to share and discuss that. And, um, I'm sure I would learn as much from somebody who contacted me as I, as they would for me. So be happy to have a conversation now. And then. Wonderful. Wonderful. I would, they are going to really appreciate that out there. And um, we just thank you again, Tiffany, for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely be watching Sola Cafe and Red Tractor Pizza um, from our locations and seeing how everything is developing. It's it's really exciting to see um, everything that you're, you've been doing. Um, so thank you so much for coming on our podcast. And uh, we'll definitely want to talk with you again. Well, thank you. I'm very honored to be a part of it. Thanks, Tiffany. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tiffany. I know that I did. For more episodes and articles with helpful advice to help you grow your restaurant business, check out our blog, restaurantengine.com blog. And be sure to sign up for one of our free courses, like our latest, Online Ordering 101. Again, that's available at restaurantengine.com blog. Thanks so much for tuning in and see you next time.